0: Welcome to Marriage in the Middle. I'm Ricardo.
1: And I'm Tiffany. And we're grateful you decided to hang out with us today.
0: This is a place to encourage and unite our marriages in the highs and lows of the future. Welcome to
1: 2021 of Ooh-hoo. Marriage in the Middle. We are excited to get a episode out, our first one of the year. Although this one has been sitting on a flash drive since November.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: We had moved and so just all the settling and the holidays and we're finally getting back up and running, so we're excited to share this because it is some awesome insight. We had Sarah and James Gilpin share their journey. uh, Sarah had taken time before marriage to get healing that she needed, so that way she could bring her whole self into the marriage, which is something that we talk about on the podcast often, and so they are just a beautiful example of that, and so we are so excited uh, to share their story today. Yeah.
0: One of the things I love about their family is their openness to share and transparency within their marriage. And with us, they shared some pretty open things with us. And so we're just honored that they were able to come alongside and encourage us and help us do what we want to do, which is unite us in our marriages to continue to grow closer and be more like Jesus.
1: For sure. So if you are engaged or thinking about getting married, or maybe you already are married, I think this will be (laughs) uh, just a great encouragement into that and maybe taking a little time to reflect afterwards like is are there areas that I'm in needing healing of do I need to get counseling do I need help just processing my past or even the present with COVID and all the different circumstances that it's brought up mm-hmm. I think this is a good time to pause and do that so we hope you enjoy this episode Welcome, James and Sarah, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are super excited for you guys to share your story um, and just bring that encouragement uh, to families and couples and singles even. I think it's a really great story for everybody, Um, just your guys' example and um, relationships. So I'm really excited to share that.
0: Well, thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's exciting.
0: So we're going to jump right in. So tell us how long you've been married and what life looks like these days. Well, we've been married for a little over two years. So this two years this past September. So a couple months ago was our two year anniversary. Um, right. Definitely a little bit different. We, uh, I got married, I was 32 when we got married. Um, and so yeah. it's kind of been a little different life, but it's been awesome, love it so far. Awesome.
2: For me, it looks like being a stay at home mom to a 17 month old girl. Um, and that's pretty much my life—just full-time stay-at-home mom.
1: Yay, that's hardcore. I've done that.
2: <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's, it's fun, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: it is fun. Ton of work. Ton of work, though. You're doing great. Thank you.
1: I think at that age too, it's like when you really have to start like disciplining, and you have to really kind of think about your parenting skills, and just kind of like what your. Different ways to respond are so. There's a lot of growth area I think (laughs) within the parenting like aspect of yourself in that area. It's like, what do I do? (laughs) What does this look
2: like? Definitely, that's
1: That's fun. All right, Sarah. So if you could share a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story, and then we'll kind of go on from there.
2: Okay. Um, my name's Sarah. Um, I am from a rural small town, um, in Missouri and, um, went to school. James actually went to the same school. He's a few years older than me. Um, we rode the same bus growing up and I played sports with his sister for like seven years. Um, his mom was my doctor when I was a little kid. And so, uh, we had no interest in each other. Like I was friends with his sister. He was friends with my brother. And, um, that was pretty much it. We would hang out. But later in life, we were reconnected and um, started dating and got married. And yeah, um, while we were dating, I went to a place called Mercy Multiplied, which is one of my favorite places on earth. Um, and it really changed my life um, and my marriage, I think, and just how I have relationships with people. Um, and I learned a lot there. And so um, I will definitely talk more about that later. But.
0: Awesome. Thanks for sharing. I love that's so cool that you your your marriage story a little bit too. How you so your James, your mom was her doctor.
1: Yeah. yeah. So my mom is a yard <laughs>
0: ER doctor and you know had a few years of surgery, but then um she ended up doing a, a like a family practice for a little while in one of the small towns near us, and that's happened to be yeah. that family practice that they, yeah. <laughs> that they went through So yeah. It was kind of neat that we were basically kind of connected and yeah. and then you know later on it's like, hey. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then your um, siblings were friends too. And that's yeah. Funny. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She, we, I literally have pictures of her at one at my house. Um, when I was growing up and we had like basketball parties, we, like basically all the basketball girls would come over and mom would grill and have all kinds yeah. of food and they just hang out and talk and stuff. And I literally have pictures of her at those parties yeah. and stuff like, it's like 13. 13, like it was a long time ago. It's embarrassing. Yeah. She doesn't like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. Cause there's so much like history there. So, so how did you guys turn from just like being friends with like, you know, siblings to dating?
2: Yeah. Well, um, I went to this church and they did the Daniel fast and I, I think I was like 25. And I was like, okay, I'm either going to get married or I'm going to be single my whole life. Like 25 is like the age of where I'm like cutting off that option or something. I don't know. And um, so I was like, it's now or never. And so I made this stupid Facebook post, not stupid. I mean, it was really helpful, but, um, and I was like, I'm fasting about my future husband. So if you're out there, like now's the time. And James responded to that and he texted me. He's like, hey. And, uh, it was real creative, but then, literally just um, yeah, I literally just <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I had always had his number since we had gone to chur- church stuff together and we knew he- each other through, you know, our siblings. And so, um, I knew it was him messaging me and then, um, he would ask if I wanted to get lunch sometime. And I was like, no, I'm in the Daniel fast. I'm praying about my future husband. And I was reading this book, <laughs> yeah. um, called The Right One by Carrie Job. She wrote the foreword. It's by these Dr. Jimmy Evans and um, I can't remember who else but she did the foreword and she didn't get married till she was like 31 and so I was reading that and doing Daniel Fast and just you know praying about it and um, then I didn't message him back for another six months. So this was like summer and then in January was his birthday and I texted him happy birthday and we kind of just started talking after that but um
0: but literally, I texted her for about six months, like, you want to go have lunch sometime? She's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but prior, prior to that message yeah. on Facebook, she had invited me over to some of her family events. And she doesn't even know why she invited me over to family events. And <laughs> I, I, I thought she part. liked me, and that's why she invited me over to yeah. family events. No. So we went to like Thanksgiving, and like her brother had um,
2: his birthday. His
0: birthday. Yeah. And started inviting me to all these family <laughs> events, and I was like, well, maybe she's interested I in would. me. <laughs>
2: so my brother jane they used to live right down the road so they would ride like four wheelers over and like we would anyway and they lived so close and um and so i'm like hey my brother's having a birthday party do you want to come and he would come and and then i'm like hey my brother had a baby at that time and i said do you want to come meet her at thanksgiving and so um he came and so he thought i liked him because i invited him to two family events and then (laughs) so anyway uh Yeah. And then after that, it just kind of grew. And, um, a few weeks later, he, it was my birthday and, um, I I invited him to like a dinner, dinner or something. Spaghetti dinner,
0: fundraiser at church basically.
2: Yes. And then, um, I was a youth pastor at the time. And so he came and all the kids in the youth were like, you want more tea? Like like... they were overly (laughs) helping, helping us, um, and serving our table and they thought it was funny. And so, um, And then he gave me this necklace, uh, for for King and Country, a necklace and it has like a penny in it. And um it basically means an Australian
0: penny basically. Yeah. And they were talking about priceless, the song Priceless they wrote and how that you're you're priceless. You're not you're not you're worth so much more than you realize. And so I gave her that necklace just I got it from the concert and I was like, This would be a cool gift.
2: Yeah, I couldn't go to the concert that week. Um because so I was
0: going to be a
2: date, but she just couldn't go. Yeah, yeah. So, because uh, we had that dinner that I was fundraising for, and so I couldn't go. But um, yeah, he gave me that, and I was like, okay, this is the right one. When a guy gives you a penny and says you're valuable and God loves you, and I was like, all right, this is it. All right. So, yeah. Um,
0: and James, you were that. persistent. I love
1: that. Yeah, I love that. And so, just for some <laughs> clarification for those who might not know what the Daniel fast is, can you just tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure. The Daniel fast, um, basically once a year, the church did it and they, during the fast, um, you typically will give up something in order to pray about something else. And so, um, whether that social media, chocolate, sugar, coffee, like whatever you want to give up for a certain, um, designated amount of time you can. And so every year they do the Daniel fast, um, which is found in the book of Daniel. Um, he basically had vegetables and water and, um, so he couldn't eat certain things or drink certain things for that time period, and um, that's kind of what what the Daniel fast is.
1: So. Awesome, thank you. And I just love how your story, I mean, really starts there. Like you're starting by like fasting and praying and seeking God, because um, that's yeah. a thing. Like marriage is a very serious um, commitment. It's not an easy decision. A yeah yeah and so like seeking god in that is huge and so i just love your heart at the beginning of your life, like relationship like starting there like god like where do you want me am i gonna yeah. get married <laughs> it's not always as quick yeah. as like finding you know it's a process but i just love how you're it's seeking true. god and not just trying to like go after yeah. guys or different things oh, yeah. like that because that's easy yeah. to know so yeah it's great um beautiful story
0: well, thank yeah you. thanks for sharing super good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so in light of uh, of Mercy Multiplied, you mentioned that earlier. Um, mm-hmm. What did that journey look like for you guys? So, so at Mercy Multiplied—that's how we met. I got to meet Sarah mm-hmm. there, which was so awesome, and she invited me to her graduation, and I was like, "What? There's graduations?" <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. that idea—that's when I first started. Uh, going there and so you had to find me and I was like mm-hmm. yay it was so encouraging yes. I just love that I got to meet you James there for a second <laughs> at the end um yeah, so what was that yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that journey like for you guys so you are from Missouri and you went to California yes to the home so you guys were separated what was that yeah. kind of like what was that conversation like for you guys
0: well I guess kind of starting it off a little bit she was like so um, I applied for this thing called Mercy and I was like what's that well, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean you applied for something what, what do you mean and she's like well I might go away for a while and I'm like you're gonna do what like it was just a little bit shocking to me at first and, and the more I kind of learned about it and once she talked about it I realized it would be a t- time for her to be away and just kind of work on some of her past and work on some of the things that her, she's experienced in her life and that would just make her a better a better wife and I was like all right I'm down yeah. let's go and yeah. at the same time it was also a little bit rough just being because basically you can only call them on the weekends like for an hour 45 minutes i forget how much it was it was 15 like 15 minutes 15 minutes okay maybe it
2: was <laughs> way more. Well, yes
0: but yeah basically you have a certain window you can do that and you only 15 to miss talk and then basically yeah. other than that it's just letters so that's yeah. the only way you have of communication so that yeah. was kind of a little different um definitely from my perspective let, i'll let you talk more
2: yeah So that conversation was more of a a me telling him this was happening, not necessarily that he had a say in it, but, um, we weren't married at the time and I thought, well, I could still kind of do what I want. So I know I need to go. And I started that process before we had started dating. So I knew this was something I already wanted to do. And then, um, when I got more serious about applying, I just knew that was something I needed to do. And. I was just going to tell them, Hey, this is something I had thought about before. Um, and I'm going to go. And so, yeah, it, that's, that's kind of more how it happened. Um, could have maybe been done differently, but yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a big decision. And so for those who don't know what Mercy Multiplied is, can you tell a little bit about the yeah. program and I mean, really why you decided to go, kind of like your history of yeah. that? Yeah.
2: yeah so. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit, faith-based organization that helps hurting girls ages 13 to 32. So um, it can be any life-controlling issue: um, eating disorders, self-harms, suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, um, abuse, sexual abuse, um, drug or alcohol abuse. Um, any any issue that you're struggling with. Um, so I was raised in. A home that just didn't really know God, didn't really go to church um, and just never met my biological father and was dealing with some pain and abandonment and rejection from that, and just um, being raised in between two homes, my my mom and my stepdad and then my dad, and being influenced by drugs and alcohol in one home, and um, just. I don't know, just so many things that come with that. Just a lot of baggage um, to be carrying around of just shame and guilt and um, just being depressed with, you know, things that have happened to me, Um, sexual abuse, and just so many things. Um, Not knowing my, my self worth and true identity in Christ and going to mercy helped me. I mean, it helps you from the inside out. And so, what I love about mercy is you can have an external you know, issue, life controlling problem on the outside, Um, but mercy helps you get to the root of the issue on the inside and um, which thereby helps, you know, your situation and your behavior and just everything else. Um, And so they really focus on the important things and getting to the root of those issues um, and helping you process through those and um, heal from those. And so also including in, you know god the bible scripture and um, bible reading every day going to two classes every day and reading christian books and audio books um, on your own and so yes you you do have a little bit of homework and work to put in but um going to counseling every week and going to church every week so that's it's kind of what mercy is
1: yeah that's awesome so as she's going through this process um, James, I'm looking at you um, and you're hearing her and going through this journey. And so you get these little 15 minute phone calls, you get your emails or not emails, um, your letters in the mail. I've
0: letters. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> mail no emails. It killed me. I don't like paper. Yeah. I'm all techie, not, not Handwritten stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that like for you just watching her go through that journey then while you're at home and like, you just, I'm sure just sorting through all of those kinds of things. What was that like for you?
0: Well, it was kind of, disconnected a little bit just because you know you only get those few little moments um, but during that time too I was actually looking for a house for us for the future and so I actually found a house and bought it while she was gone <laughs> um, which was a little crazy to do because um, I'm like basically sending her pictures I'm like I hope you like this I'm gonna buy it
2: old school pictures in an envelope in the mail like hey what do you think about this house
0: <laughs> wow well you made a choice always- too so he's like I'm gonna buy a house now without your opinion. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. And Turned so a little, we're like, still here. Yeah, we're still the same house. So that's great. But that's a little three bedroom, two bath house, just something for us to start with. Yeah. And so found a really good deal on one and I was like, all right, should I buy this house? And and then also kind of just reflecting, like, you know, is God is this the is this the woman you have for me for to marry? And so I was literally in a worship service and just, you know, worshiping God and, and God gave me this vision of Sarah, my wife now,
2: mm-hmm. in that
0: house with our mm-hmm. baby. Mm -hmm. and that just hold on i just held on to a vision for a long time and so i literally when i had our baby i literally grabbed you know took that picture yeah that vision that i had seen took that picture um to basically save that moment because it was such a it was just such a cool thing that god basically gave that vision and said yes that's the house that's that's your wife do it yeah i was like He,
2: he never told me about that until after
0: yeah, I didn't I didn't Henley. even tell her about that vision or yeah. anything until after we had him like I waited till it was fulfilled. Yeah. And then that's I told cool. her that, that basically a vision that God gave me. That's cool. And just it was so cool to see that fulfilled, that promise fulfilled. Yeah. That's powerful. That's cool.
1: That is, mm-hmm. that's a long time. That is a very like disconnect. Yeah. It's when you don't get to have that everyday conversation. Um, we had a podcast with our friends who are military. And so it's that same kind of thing. Like how do you keep the connection? But it sounds like you guys were still able to get your, your letters in the mail and your pictures. Yeah. I love that. Like printing out pictures. Yeah. I wouldn't even think,
2: you know, Yeah, no one yeah. does anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah Mercy. Cool. It's like you had CD players. Um, we had to like go to Best Buy and there were literally like two in stock mm-hmm. because nobody uses them anymore and then yeah having to go to like the walmart kiosk on our outing days every friday just to print more pictures that you take on your little snapshot camera and it's um it's a little bit disconnected oh, oh. from technology but a lot of times that's what you need um mm-hmm. and it was yeah it's great he, he sent me a card one time and it was like i don't even know valentine's day or something thing and it literally just said James like he didn't write in it it was just like whatever the card said James <laughs> and I'm like he is not a writer I send him a letter like every week and I got a card that said James <laughs> and that <laughs> um, but he called me he called me every weekend um I think except like one or two maybe but yeah out of seven months that's that's all our connection we had yeah So, and it
0: sounds like James and you both have this I think correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you guys really went through the process together and that you knew that Sarah needed to go through this for healing. And that on the other end, God gave you that clarity, like that she's going to come out healed and you're going to be able to have a a, a baby with her and a house and a home and a future. So yeah. it sounds like, you both had a, like a firm hope, you know, that like you're going to get through yeah. it.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think it was at that time in my life that, so, um, I was looking at one of the questions about how, what led me to mercy, um, too. And it was, um, I was in Bible college and I had like seriously 10 friends that went to mercy. So I knew about the organization. I had gone to a couple of my friends' graduation ceremonies, Um, but at the same time, I was like, why am I surrounded by all these people that have like these serious life issues? Like, why am I? And like, I was also that unhealthy person too. Like, and you know, it took going to Mercy to show me, um, which is kind of like a pride thing, but being like, why do I have all these people that like aren't good people in my life? But it was a pattern of choosing bad relationships that, um, you wouldn't think of until you go to Mercy. And there's a lot of self-reflection, um on your relationships and you learn oh I'm also an unsafe person like they were and that's why our relationships were toxic and they didn't really work and um surrounding myself with you know people like that um and which yeah anyway so going to Mercy was a uh, easy easy for me because I had tried to do applied one one time and I was like, I'm not that bad. I've only had a few major life things happen. People have had way worse lives than me. And so I didn't think I really deserved to go or that I needed, needed help as bad as someone else did. And, um, and then life was just unmanageable for whatever reasons. I just felt like I'm not really getting ahead. I'm not really fulfilled. I'm just, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just need to go somewhere away. And, um, so I knew, well, Mercy was the place because I had I, seen the results from the girls that were my friends that had gone before me. And um, it was, yeah, I just knew that that was the place that was going to help me. Um, so I never really resisted it. Just I just didn't think I was worth it enough to go the first time. And then when the time came, I knew. all right, I'm almost out of the age bracket. Um, They extended the ages. It was like 28, and I think I was like 26. And I said, um, "That's when we started dating." But I also knew I'm nearing that end of the gap where I could go and get get accepted. So I just had to just had to do it. Um, But now they've extended it, so I could have gone later. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's in that moment I was like, "All right, I'm the age, and it's the right time in life," and just have to go so
1: yeah for sure so as you're gone what what, what do you think that what what was the most challenging part of that time while you guys are away or even just for you Sarah what was just the most challenging for each of you Uh, maybe on the relational level or um, just other aspects of that time
2: the hard, some of the difficult things I was thinking about this um was just feeling homesick that was hard being I, I really wanted to go to some of the closer homes so you could see family because um, they were within driving distance and um, California was 24 hours driving from here. And so I just knew my family was like, well, we're not going to come see you maybe on your graduation day. But um, it, it almost was easier to be submerged and I'm not going to see anybody that I know. Like I'm literally going to a place where I know nobody. Um, which is hard because in a small town, you know, everybody. So it was going from this extreme to the next. So being homesick was, was really difficult. Um, but also somewhat easy in a way, because you're like, well, I'm forced to have relationships with people I don't know and like finding areas to communicate and just stretching me and growing me, um, because it wasn't comfortable, you know? And so that was hard just being homesick. Um. Some of the rules, I won't really say rules, but, um, some of the things that they do there were they're just hard to get used to, just hard to adjust to, um, uh, being on their schedule. Cause sometimes you're like, I just want to, I wish I could just drive somewhere and go get, I don't know, a slushy or something. And like, you can't, so it, some of those things you think things I wish I could do, but I can't, um but I will look forward to doing whenever I graduate. So that just kind of kept you going. Um, but those were, those were the hardest parts, just missing, missing people. Um, yeah. Being homesick.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm heavily, it was heavily involved in church. So, you know, it kind of gave me a little bit of a distraction while she was gone. Um, Cause I did Royal Rangers for a long time and kids church and things like that. Um, and so that's partly also why that vision was such such a big thing for me is you know, I basically adopted all these kids in church <laughs> and take them camping and take them to camp and all these things. And so that definitely was a desire in my heart to have a family. And mm-hmm. so that was that vision was I was praying about wife and wife and house, not necessarily for for, for a family. And seeing that that vision was just like, well, okay, God, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to desire in my heart. Yeah, it's very encouraging that so like to get through the uh, being disconnected from her it was very much you got involved and loved kids it sounds like well, yeah and that was definitely part of my life before that so i, I basically did that for like 14 years See so what you um, were doing okay yes yeah. super cool yeah,
2: i just kept going
0: yeah well that that's healthy coping too right <laughs> you could have gone a different direction yeah. and you said yeah cool. um and that's so like it definitely it definitely was hard just being away and yeah. Like all of a sudden, like, okay, well, I can call you for 15 minutes. That's it. Like, you know, that you know, relationships harder to keep like that because it's just small, small, yeah. Like, what would you <laughs> talk about in 15 minutes? <laughs>
2: oh, it's basically like, how's your week? I gotta tell you these points, these things, um, that happened, and uh, yeah, that was it.
0: It's like a quick highlight boom, 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 boom. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: yeah. So on Saturdays, we could receive calls, so he'd call me for 15 minutes. Sundays, we would get another two phone calls to family or spouse or whatever. So then I could call him back Sunday for 15 minutes. So really it was like 30 minutes a week. Um, so I knew whatever we didn't really talk about on Saturday, we could talk about on Sunday. But um, sometimes you're like just that the other person's on the end of the line is good enough. And you're like, yeah. but you want to cram stuff into it. But then again, your life isn't that interesting. I mean, you're like, I, counseling. <laughs> I read this book. It was good. Um, that was it. Like what's happening in the real world is pretty much your <laughs> mindset that sometimes.
0: Mm. That's, that's cool though. You got to connect in this, learn how to communicate. So do you communicate in 15 minutes still? Like you're able to knock it all out.
2: <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes at dinner, I'm like, okay, this, 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 what are we getting Henley for Christmas? What are we doing about this? When are we going to do this? And then, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. What's so encouraging about your story, Sarah, is that that you wanted to, both of you, you're both in on this, is that you wanted to receive healing before moving into marriage. And that's really why we wanted to have you both on the podcast, because of that example you gave. It's very honorable, because a lot of times people go into marriage thinking that either their spouse might fix them, or they might Mm -hmm. fix their spouse. (laughs) <laughs> or you know the reality that there is relational issues going on and different things even like abuse and things like that we want to encourage people to receive healing before they get married like and that's what we exactly. want out of this at Thank all you,
2: definitely so, take the time it yeah. took me seven months
0: hey okay, share that yeah what would you say to someone yeah. like that
2: yeah i would say um first of all that you're worth wor- you're worth the work um and you'll have to put in the work too. Um, it like healing doesn't just always miraculously come um, overnight or because you read a book and it sometimes you need to get more help and that's okay. And that's great. And you should, um, because you're worth it. Your spouse is worth it. Um, ultimately your marriage is going to be worth it and so much better um, because you're taking that time. And um, seven months, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be there for four months. And I, in my mind, I was like, these people take six months. I'm gonna done in four months. Like I'm gonna be done because I only have like two life things that have happened to me, and um and then <laughs> that was so prideful. So I got there and then my counselor when I was graduating was talking about pride and she was like, yeah, you thought you were gonna come in and be done in four months and it took seven. And I was like, I know. I'm, I, like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's just, just a dose of humility that is, yeah very important I, now that's learning, have marriage
0: so that's good. yes
2: that's good. <laughs> yeah marriage is anything but about yourself it's a self, <laughs> it's a selfless constant giving to the other person and you know to our child and it's
0: especially when you have a child
2: yeah it was great <laughs> yeah. to learn to, to learn to not be selfish around not my family so i didn't continue hurting them or um just to get away to work on those things was better i thought So. Yeah, I would say worth the work. It's totally worth it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, and I add to that one thing that we did, we did do dating um, that really I want to pass on to our kids um, mm-hmm. is we kind of made a rule of uh, we're, we're not going to get physical while we're dating. So no kissing yeah. on the lips, no, none of that. Like we want to just get to know the other person and get to know each other. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people, you know, kind of go into more of that physical you know getting with each other and attraction and things like that and a lot of times that's why they marry somebody is because they're yeah. physically attracted or they fall in love is what uh one of the one of the speakers really like to listen to him is, is, is his name is joe mcgee um he does a lot of marriage like um books and things like that marriage conferences but he's like well if you can fall into love you can fall out of love and i like that statement because it's so true you know if you just fall into love for attraction or fall in love for these reasons yeah you can also fall hmm. out of love once again um, and so I definitely, I'm glad we didn't, you know, like literally our marriage, when we got married that day, that was the first time I kissed her on the lips yeah. was wow. right there in front of everybody, which was pretty crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying you have to like, never like, I don't know, want that or think about that. Cause that's going to happen and probably should, if you want to marry that person, like there should be some level of attraction chemistry, hmm. but, yeah. um, if we can, but it shouldn't be built on that. Oh yeah. If we can resist that <laughs> as long as possible i'm then that's going to be great because it shows self-control so um self-control is is heavily important um in marriage um and even before marriage especially before marriage so yeah if we can enjoy each other without getting physical in marriage we'll be as physical as we want and still enjoy each other so it's it's like well yeah, it's, it's
0: almost just- like saving that like that was pretty sacred to have that first kiss yeah. be literally the first yeah. And I just thought that was so cool. And it's very traditional and very old school to a lot of people. But yeah. I think it's so important that that isn't something you know, lot, yeah. I feel like a lot of now nowadays a lot of people move in with each other and live yeah. in kind of boyfriend and girlfriend and, and kind of, you know, flip that around to the way that used to be, you know, kind of how God designed it. you become married and then you guys kind of share everything together. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of interesting how people nowadays kind of look at marriage as kind of a, oh, an official paper or a side thing. And yeah. it's so much more than that. No, it's so true. It's, great. it's very honorable of you guys to do that. It's cool. You don't hear that often. I don't even hear it a lot in Christian couples. Yeah. It's good. It's a, it's a tough thing to stick to, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. I
2: mean. Definitely not for everybody. Definitely not like a sin if you do. Um, it's, it was just what we thought and agreed on was best for us. So
0: my pastor literally right before he married us, he was like, you're not joking. and i'm like no really that way too like i can't believe that yeah Yeah. yeah. that's cool i think it was super cool yeah it is it was very special because you did you got to experience it how god really intends it to be that physical piece
1: That's cool because there's even a lot of science like behind that too, all the physical aspects, and then even a lot of studies like a lot of people are physical before marriage, and then afterwards, then it like goes down, and so even just thinking about and those kinds of things. But in the context of what God says about marriage, that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that by your guys' story.
0: Thank you. Where are you going to
1: jump? I I was looking at that. Um, So as you guys have talked about healing. Um, are there any tools that you guys recommend for uh, just building up your marriage that you learned through going through Mercy and taking that time away for healing? Is there anything that you would recommend uh, for couples?
2: Oh wow. so some uh, one of my favorite modules at Mercy, you go through probably just like eight modules. They call them the keys to freedom, and um, so one of them is commitment to Christ obviously putting him at the center and um center of your addiction the center of whatever you're dealing with your identity crisis and um and then there's renewing the mind um I don't even know if i remember all of them freedom from oppression um there's yeah there's a lot of them um i only named three but i can't remember the other ones um but one of my favorite ones was renewing the mind because it's so easy even within marriage for our minds to go to a negative just toxic place or spiraling out of control or you know feeling depressed and which you know there are ways to help all of those things but one of them is renewing the mind and um so if you have a positive outlook on your marriage it's more likely going to work because you have hope for it you um mm-hmm. yeah you're just just renewing your mind with the word and trying to live you know a godly life how god wants you to and um whatever spiritual battles come like having your mind in the right place is the first place to start. So, uh, that's, what's really helped me. Like, I just think of, um, when I was pregnant in the second trimester, um, just very hormonal, of course. And, um, I was just having these dark thoughts and just of hurting myself, hurting the baby. And I was like, I don't need to go back to those thoughts of, you know, life before. And I have the tool to help me. And it was just still reading, um, my truth statements. And, um, I know Tiffany, you're big on that too. Um, and writing, writing out scriptures and saying them over yourself, speaking them over yourself, um, taking those thoughts captive and just, so renewing the mind was huge because it allows you to take those thoughts captive. And, um, if that means having like a stack of note cards with all these different verses, um, when I was at mercy, I would, we had to do these things called um, God's Creative Power," which is a little booklet, and it has a lot of verses in it. And then we had our truth statements. And then we had another set of papers that was like in him reality statements about mm-hmm. our identity in Christ. And if I go through all of those and check all of those off and do those every day, which we were supposed to, um, I was reading probably ninety six Bible verses over myself every day. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, how could you not have a successful life when you're speaking like that much life over yourself every day and um, having those verses to rely on and just, um, at some point you you start to memorize them. And so I had a lot of those memorized. Um, And when I need them, I can still pull them out. And that is what really helped me through that dark trimester of, um, it wasn't the whole trimester, but I'd say like a month of it, of just really feeling darkness and heaviness and, you know, part of that was hormonal, but also just like my brain being, I don't know, in a dark spot. And so that really helped was that stack of cards and that those verses reading. So that is probably my first thing, like any problems in anyone's life. I'm just like, go back to the scriptures. Like yeah, that's, what does
0: God say about that?
2: Yes. What does God say about that? What does he like? It, it applies to every part of your life. And so that's my first thing is just, yeah. Renewing the mind and, um, the scriptures will help you see things properly. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would say.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so for James, walking with her through that, what was that like then for you, like as a marriage? So if you see her, you know, going through reading all our scriptures, how do you guys do that, like together and capacity in that capacity, um, to support each other during those times, kind of?
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, a lot of those. Basically, she kind of has her, her time of like going through scripture and going through her script statements and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being more supportive to her, basically, just being the support for her, you know, being a shoulder to cry on if need to, mm-hmm. you know, being somebody just to give her a hug or, and, and ensure, okay, we're okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Right.
2: Praying um, for me um, during church, if the message he thinks is like, wow, that's what Sarah needed, you know, he'll wrap his arms around me or hold my hand or like pray with me and, Um, so he's just very, just supportive in whatever I need. And sometimes feeling led by God in ways that I don't know that I need. Um, but he's always there to help me. And, um, yeah, we definitely need to do more, more stuff together as far as reading the Bible and praying together. Um, definitely more as, I don't know, he's just very busy and (laughs) we don't have the same schedules. So it's, it's hard to do things together. So, yeah.
0: Especially with the child, basically, it's like at home from work, and here's your child. <laughs> I <laughs> like, need a break. <laughs> I need a
2: break. Yeah, he helps. Yeah, that helps me too mentally. Uh, you get a break. Otherwise, uh, it's yeah, twenty-four hour job every day. You get burned out. You get yep. um, not in a good spot.
0: And I work in IT, so a lot of times I have to work at night. Sometimes like I have to get up early and drive to places, and and yeah. so just sometimes it's a crazy schedule. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Trying to juggle that and family and. And trying to go through, you know, the Bible and things like that—it's just—it's hard. So it's yeah. definitely something we're still working on for yeah. sure.
2: A lot of his spiritual life looks like listening to podcasts or listening to sermons on the way to somewhere. You know, two-hour drive—you can get in. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of good worship music and you know, encouraging sermons on the way there and back. And so, so that's more of what his looks like um, than mine.
0: A lot of times, I'll use the Bible app and, and let it play scripture for me too. Because obviously, I can't read while I'm right. driving, but and that helps to at least have it kind of read to me while I'm driving. That yeah. helps a lot, too. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Right. <laughs> <My, laughs> our daughter is creeping in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: our daughter just gave okay. up for a uh, <laughs> It's 24 hours. <laughs> it really is. Fair <laughs> deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you guys are doing awesome stuff already and keep you always do you have to shift as your life shifts you will always change when you are together in prayer and scripture Mm -hmm. Find that time
1: yeah and i think especially with kiddos having that rhythm like we really had to carve out like what that looked like because it is so important because I'm sure as you guys have recognized, like once you have a baby, your marriage just drastically changes. It's like you tip it on his head and it's like, oh, like we have these new roles. Like, what does this look like? And so being able to communicate through that, I think it's huge. It sounds like you guys do. And then having that support to help you as you guys navigate that, get those times together and get those times to connect. You're 15 minutes. (laughs) You're good about
0: (laughs) it. Yeah. That's really all you get sometimes. So you're already good at that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mercy trained me. yeah Yeah. Well,
0: for us especially that change happened pretty fast because our little girl came nine months and four days (laughs)
2: yeah literally (laughs) we got married september 9th october 9th uh found out you're pregnant with henley so yeah it's (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) really quick it is so most of your marriage you've kind of had a child
2: yeah (laughs) yeah basically really different too definitely
0: I think definitely
2: definitely not what we expected.
0: Sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. What were you saying?
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. I definitely, I don't know that we expected that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, one of the things also with going to mercy was, um, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome and that is basically a hormonal imbalance, um, with cysts on your ovaries. And some women have a really hard time, um, you know, with being, struggling with infertility and we didn't know if that'd be us. Um, and I, we, I was 28 and we got married. And so I thought we're already later in life getting married. And I don't know that this is a possibility or not. So, um, it's like, let's just see what happens. And so
0: we kind of left it up into God's hands. We're like, if, if, if we get pregnant, great. If we don't, yeah you know we leave it up to god and he was like okay sure we
2: are month in, yeah so when i went to the ultrasound they're like you're six weeks along and i was like we've been married for four i don't know how this is possible <laughs> and then i obviously researched and like learned more about it and i was like oh that's just you know how your cycle happens and anyway it was, it was very <laughs> it was very interesting i'm like we this is not possible um everyone's gonna think things but um anyway it's fine
0: <laughs> they're like was that really the first kiss <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah yep yeah, exactly
0: awesome
1: awesome thank you guys so much for sharing your story um it's just so beautiful to hear and it sounds like you still have a lot more transitions and lots more fun adventures coming your way oh. as, uh, as henley's growing uh, but yeah. one thing as we wrap up, um, what advice would you guys give for somebody who is in your shoes, somebody thinking about maybe I need counseling and uh, they're engaged or maybe they're already even married. Um, what is like your, what would be your advice that you would tell them?
0: You want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> you have a thought? Well, my thought would be <laughs> is basically, and it's something we're trying to work on with COVID and everything else that's been happening. It's kind of been hard lately to get a babysitter basically, but uh, <laughs> the biggest thing is to keep, keep dating your spouse all throughout marriage like you don't give up dating because you you know basically got you know in a lot of guys minds you got the trophy like you're good but no you keep you keep that relationship up you keep dating you keep pursuing her and keep investing in her um and the same for her you know she invested in me a lot and so i think that's something definitely i would give some advice That's already married or getting get married hey keep that up you keep dating your spouse Hmm. even if you are married It's good yeah super good you got anything
2: um, I don't know if I remember the question. <laughs> Did you say it again? I had a thought and then James started talking. Sorry. No, I'm it's wrong. fine. Not a bad uh, way.
1: So, What advice would you give uh, to somebody who yeah. is in your shoes? So somebody actually, I'm going to change up the question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, up, uh,
1: sure, sure. Uh, So what would you tell like your newlywed self? um If you could go back. Yeah. What advice would you give?
2: Oh boy. <laughs> Um I honestly don't even know. I've probably had it probably have to do with having a child. So soon. Um, but I don't regret that. But that was very tough. So maybe some sort of advice about that. I don't know what it would be at the moment. But um yeah, James would be keep dating. Mine would be prepare for pregnancy or something. I don't know. Cause (laughs) your life is about to change. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know what it would be. And that definitely was a quick change as far as, you know, one month in, like, oh, by the way, you're pregnant. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, eight months after that, okay, we got a baby. Wow. We're parents. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so definitely it's a lot of change really, really, really fast. Um, so yeah. definitely, um, don't regret it, but same time, it was definitely hard. Challenge, yeah. It was definitely a challenge. So yeah. be prepared if you decide to do that. <laughs> well, you know.
2: and so you were, you were kind of talking about the counseling part of it. Um, And I think that it's important. Like so I had really bad postpartum rage, which is not postpartum depression. Like I guess it's like a form of it, but it's like like I can't even explain. James could probably just tell you. But um it would be like hearing their cries and it would just drive you to like zero to a hundred and like I need a bottle now. Like I just that level of anger and like Mm -hmm. on edge all the time. So it wasn't like a sad crying can't get out of bed depressed type of thing it was more of like just an angry thing when the baby cries you're angry when you can't get sleep you're angry like, like um, really
0: anxious like she'd get really anxious yeah. about stuff i'm like it's a baby like, yeah Urgh.
2: so <laughs> i actually went to started counseling again a couple months ago and so what i guess i would say is like get counseling whatever you need it and don't just wait till like it's very bad and you think i'm at my wits' to end i need it. Um, because when you schedule an appointment, you might not always get in. It it, it was like a couple weeks. And so you don't want to wait till the very last second. Um, You definitely want to do, do it as soon as you start feeling like I need something more than my spouse can give me and more than my tools that I learned from Mercy are doing for me. And so, um, I can prepare I can, I can try and, you know, prepare for the triggers that happen and use my tools to get through those and ask for my spouse to help me. But at the end of the day, I, I just might need something else. Um, and so I would say not to be afraid to do that because um, it seemed like every month I would just still be struggling. And um, I just was like, I need to, I need to know what's wrong. Like I'm, I'm trying everything. I read every day. I do I quote how many scriptures over myself every day. I like it's it's not something I'm doing wrong. There's something else there. So, um, well, I just
0: say that God has blessed people to be counselors, to sit there and be able to kind of process, help you process things. Yeah. And definitely, you know, if you need that, go for it. You'll get it. You know, it's not, I feel like a lot of religious people in that sense of like, oh, God can heal you now. You don't need to go to a counselor. Yeah. You don't need to do this. It's like sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that help um, to get through some things and process things. Um, that's some, some ways that God can use those people to help you through that.
2: And I, the same week I went back to counseling, I, well, I found a new counselor, obviously in my community. Um, and then I started getting on supplements and that helped tremendously. Um, so yeah, those two things together, I feel like even in two months, I would, James would probably agree that it's, it's been just, just completely different in a short amount of time so
0: yeah that's good
2: yeah not to be too ashamed or prideful that you need that because um, it's hard it's like you graduate mercy everyone thinks you're 100 percent, you know or or <laughs> yeah. or you'll uh-huh. never deal with this thing again and if you do don't feel shame about it but just know i know what i'm capable of and i know that i need help so um no fear in that
0: we're all human yeah
2: <laughs> Um, that's wisdom so yes to go get the help you need yeah
1: yes and I think mean, we always talk about that as a continual process. And so different life events are going to like reach back in and bring up those emotions that you've dealt with already. And so just yeah. continually processing in these new seasons, I think it's something like you are yeah. always talking about, like, how are you doing that now? Cause like, when you have a baby, when you get married, it's like all these different things. When you change jobs, when you move, there's so many like factors that mm-hmm. factor in, and then you have to reprocess things that you've already processed before. And so yeah. I love that you're able to say, yes, like I need help <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to get it. And that you can support for yeah. that, well, because not everyone can see that. So I love that you guys have so much wisdom, <laughs> so much good, good mm-hmm. stuff here. Thank you for sharing. Uh, it's been so good
0: mm-hmm.
1: just hearing your story, and this feels to be encouraging on so many levels uh, to so many people who are married or not yet married. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love hearing this. I feel like we can go so long on this, but I will <laughs> cut your. Yeah. Uh, your time now because we've been talking for a while give you guys your afternoon back um if you guys would be okay uh, we'd love for you just to pray over those who'll be listening to this um if that's something put you on the spot
2: yeah (laughs) you want me or james
1: whoever Whoever wants to take it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah james james is gonna pray
0: all right all right dear lord i just thank you for everyone that's listening to this podcast and i just pray that you would just give them wisdom, give them peace, give them strength, whatever they're going through at the moment. You know, life definitely throws this curveball sometimes. Sometimes it just shakes us up, um, as our pastor has been talking about recently. And just like make sure that our foundation is set in you, that you are our who we who we are without found, this found in you. And just thank you so much for all your blessings, for just everything that you give us that we sometimes aren't grateful for. And just thank you so much for who you are and that you saved us and that you just want to bless us every single day and just thank you for it. In Jesus name I pray amen. amen
1: thank you so much guys yeah so, so nice good. to meet for you for having us you
2: too
0: it was really encouraging really it encouraged us big time so it'll encourage others I'm sure